Well, good evening, Insightfulers. Um, welcome to episode two of Insightful Conversations with SNL. I am Shaniqua. And I am Lakeisha. And we want to thank you once again for tuning in and coming in and supporting us. We know that you could have been anywhere else, but we're very appreciative that you decided to join us this evening. And we want to go ahead and get started by just doing a brief recap of our first episode. By the way, just want to know what like want y'all to know that we appreciate all the positive feedback that we received from that episode. We that's what we really wanted. And we're so thankful that it touched you all the way it did. And we just hope that with you know future episodes that it still has that same impact. So just know that we're very appreciative of that. But the first episode was talking about uh, coping during times of uncertainty. So we basically talked about um, the impact of mental health and we talked about specifically depression and anxiety, you know, kind of the signs and symptoms to look out for. And we also talked about different types of help that's available as well as coping skills. And we provided you with a variety of good resources that you could be able to utilize for yourself or for someone that's in need. And Keisha, did you want to add anything else? You summed it up in a <laughs> Okay. And before we get into the discussion this evening, um, we want to shout out two people um, who's been, who was very uh, integral in making this to be a success that it is. They were really helping behind the scenes. The first person is um, Damon Flewellen. He's one of my really good friends. Um, just his encouraging words, um, his feedback, um, just the support that he provided. Uh, we really appreciate that. And also, I want to plug his uh, podcast. He has a podcast called Face to Face with Damon and MK. It, uh, they have episodes every other Monday and it's a very good uh, series, very good series. And so they have a Facebook page and a YouTube page so you can follow that. And he also has a ministry page called Damon Fluella Ministries. He's a really good person, really good man of God, very insightful. And so just follow him and get his pages up to uh, the second person that we wanted to shout out um, is actually is a co-worker um, of mine. Um, he's done some amazing, uh, incredible uh, graphic designs for the division that I work for uh, at Florida State University, uh, known as the Center for Academic Retention and Enhancement, aka CARE. And so we could not um, go by tonight without mentioning and thanking uh, Wesley Dorsey for designing our logo. Um, he designed the flyer. Um, he did an amazing job with all the revisions um, that we kept going through and sending back to him. So thank you, Wesley. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Wesley, for being patient. Um, just like Damon, um, Wesley is such a humble um, individual. Very, very, very talented. Very skilled. Um, so for those of you all, you know, who may be needing T-shirts, you may need a website, uh, business cards, local uh, logos, and so on and so forth, feel free to hit Wesley um, up. He does have a page on Facebook. He also has a website where you can check out uh, some of his past as well as current creations. Um, you can find him at www westtheartist.com so thank you again west for everything that you did for us yes thank you guys so much so without further ado we'll go ahead and get right into what y'all been waiting for this episode so we titled this episode called i am enough finding yourself and owning it and when we were thinking about this episode about how we kind of wanted to structure it and what we wanted to talk about we wanted to focus on first being self-worth. And I'm pretty sure that you all have heard the, the concept of self-worth. Um, you may have different uh, meanings for what you define it as. But um, I was actually looking um, 
at a dictionary definition of it. It's Merriam-Webster online. And they define self-worth as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And that definition really resonated with me because everybody does have the right to be treated with respect and are worthy of respect. And that got me thinking about what my own definition of self-worth is. And I look at it as just recognizing your value, recognizing your worth, what it is that you stand for, what it is that you believe in, the, the characteristics that make you you. That's what I think about when I think about self-worth. What do you think, Keisha? What's your definition of it? I would say the exact same thing. So how you view yourself your value, the, the worth that you place on, on you. Um, outside of anything else that you have going on, outside of anything that you have experienced, just how you are content, um, you are at peace with the person that God created you to be. Exactly. That's so true. And when people talk about self-worth, it's kind of hard not to mention self-esteem on top of that. And even though they kind of sound similar, they're a little bit different. Like self-worth, look at what you recognize as your own value and your own worth, where self-esteem is more like your beliefs about mm -hmm. how you feel about yourself. But nonetheless, they both tie hand in hand because in order to have a positive self-esteem, you also have to have a positive self-worth. So not only do you have to believe in yourself you also have to be feel like you're worthy of the good things that happen to you and you got to feel that you're being valued so and i kind of want to throw that in there too and not only feeling it and believing it shaniqua but also practicing it like right. that making that your daily your daily walk because in essence something that I, I tell my students especially my female students you know the way that you allow somebody to treat you at the end of the day, dictate says more about you than necessarily about them. So exactly. back to the self-respect and the self-esteem and things like that. Right. And I also want to throw in identity on top of that because identity is basically our self-qualities that we have about ourselves. Like basically what makes us stand out from other people. And to have a self-esteem and self-worth, you got to be able to have a sense of identity. You have to be able to know who you are. And like Keisha mentioned, basically whose you are in terms of we want to talk from a biblical, um, spiritual perspective, knowing exactly who created you and, and, and the fact that you were created for a purpose and things like that. So it's important to be able to figure out who am I? I think that's a question that a lot of us asked many times. I know I've asked that because I feel like when you're able to know your identity, you're also able to know what your purpose is mm -hmm. and being able to figure out how to get to that purpose. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we've kind of given you a little bit of an overview of what self-worth is and what self-esteem is and what identity is, we kind of want to talk about um, what determines self-worth. Because a lot of people have different preconceived notions about what they think may determine what your self-worth is. Like, for example, a lot of people put self-worth in their appearance. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot look good. We, we, you you got to look good. You have to take pride in your appearance. But people have different what's considered beautiful. A lot of people are considered beautiful, like shape, sizes, color, whatever. So it's not meant for everybody to look the same way. So that's what I mean when I'm saying that a lot of times people may put something in their appearance and then they find that they're often um, comparing themselves to people who they think may be considered a um, societal version of what's considered beautiful, yeah. especially like with celebrities. Like a lot of people often look to famous people, celebrities as being like, oh, they're this and they're that. They're so beautiful. And they kind of compare themselves to that. And I think, too, like I remember when I was or when we were younger. Things change. So what is considered beautiful today may actually be totally out of style 
by tomorrow. You know, growing up, those of us who are considered plus size or voluptuous or curvy, that wasn't the thing back when, not when I was growing up. And so I had a lot of problems uh, appreciating or loving the body that I was given. But then I look at today and those same things, like I said, that people were knocking against. You have people now out here, like I said, they're trying to get the butt implants and their chest enlarged and thicker thighs and things of that nature. So it just goes to show you that with time, the definitions of what people consider beautiful, it will change. So it's not something to necessarily get stuck on um, or get centered. They get centered in because, like I said, it's, it, it changes just like the flow of a river. So you have to be have to be cognizant of that. Yeah, exactly. And another example is people putting their self-worth into um, their career. Yes. For example, like, you know, a lot of people want to be in careers where you're making a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But and sometimes people feel like, OK, well, if you're making this amount of money and I'm making this lower amount of money, that the person that makes more money is more superior or they're better or anything like that. And that's not necessarily the case, because a lot of times people that may be in these high paying jobs are not always happy. So what always um, what may look good may not always be good. Also, title Shaniquia. So a lot yeah. of times um, in careers too, it's not just the financial aspect that we sit up here and we compare ourselves to others. It's the title. So if I don't necessarily have, you know, the title of CEO, CFO, uh, director, director. Uh, president, you know, just all those big director, you know, titles that you can think of. A lot of times we can start to doubt our own selves and thinking that, you know, hey, we're not necessarily as good or talented um, as people in those positions. And sometimes the very thing that you're sitting up here envying or being jealous of, like you said, you don't know what people got going on behind closed doors. You know, when I step it out, I, when I step out of my house, I can look all put together and like I'm. I got it all together, but inside I could really be crying. I could be screaming. I could be shouting, you know, for help because of my job. I don't even have the time to spend with my family, you know, like I want to. But that's not necessarily stuff that people around here sitting around talking about either. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then when you brought that up, I also thought about, you know, people in terms of achievements mm -hmm. you know um, it doesn't have to necessarily be career related it could be just you know people that won awards in high school or whatever you know for academics and and then you know you may feel less than because you feel like well they got all of these awards and i didn't get anything so you know does that make me less than and mm -hmm. no it doesn't or a particular school that that you know that you went to or the degree you know i don't necessarily have a bachelor's or a doctorate but you know and as a result you don't see yourself as worthy not only as a person but as a as a professional and, and things like that so we have to be careful like i said the i guess like the attitudes and behaviors like we subscribe to based on society or what others think we should be at and even like putting those, what's the word I want to use? Like putting, we at times can be our own worst enemy. Yeah. Because we put a lot of times, we put a lot of stress, we put a lot of unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be um, in a certain place by a certain point in our lives. So even comparing that to family and friends and society and, and things like that like i think of like age um a lot of people feel you know as you start to age well you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be wearing um you shouldn't be wearing that or by now you should have x amount of kids or you should be married and, and things like that and once again your life is your life you set you know your own value it's not based around what anybody else thinks so if you are fine with how you're living your life and the pace that you're going, that's something that matters. 
Exactly. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, a lot of times when we're in relationships or, you know, we're in friendships, um, we can put a lot of um, our self-worth based in that, too, because, you know, it's important to really be aware of the people that you have in your social circle in terms of are they lifting you up? Or are they bringing you down? Because a lot of times that can have a big impact, not only in your self-worth, but self-esteem and even sometimes in your identity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so people that you may have grown up with, people that, you know, friends that you may have had in college, um, those bonds that you have created in your adulthood, you know, some people are going to be with you, you know, until the day, you know, you leave this earth. And then for whatever reason, sometimes those bonds disintegrate. And it it is okay. Uh Okay, because people change, people move at varying paces. And so there's nothing wrong with it. I think a lot of times we try to hold on uh, to people, places and things. And it's time to to let that stuff go because if you're trying to go to different heights and higher heights, you can't necessarily take everything and everybody, you know, with you along that journey. And so, like I said, it's not about being nasty and being rude. Hey, I'm growing, I'm elevating, and for whatever reason, we're just not on the same page anymore. And it's fine. It is absolutely okay. Yeah, that's, you know, the reason, season and lifetime thing. Um, And I'm a firm believer in that because, you know, there's people who, you know, I thought would be lifelong friends of mine who are not here. But nonetheless, I still am grateful of the time that I did have with them, because a lot of times that helped me to grow into the person that I am today. You know, I feel like, you know, sometimes these friendships and these relationships have allowed me to be stronger, to um, develop more confidence in myself, um, know exactly what it is that I'm looking for um, in friendships or in relationships. So um, you you brought up a great point. Like it's everybody is not meant to be in your life for the long haul. And that is completely fine because one thing about it, whoever is replaced, whoever leaves, God will replace it with someone else that would be cohesive for you during this particular stage that you are in your life. Exactly. And also it doesn't mean just because we are no longer bonded or as tight as we, as we were, it doesn't mean too that I still can't cheer you on and what you got going on in your life as well. We're just not as close as we used to be, but I can still be there to cheer you on. And so too, that goes back to self-esteem self-worth when you know yourself like i said letting the pettiness letting the drama go i can still root for you and be there you know for you but at this particular phase in my life i gotta make some i gotta set some boundaries and i gotta i gotta break some chains as a result exactly exactly and you know since we're talking about like families and you know friendships and relationships and things like that i think it's a good topic to bring up about social media because <laughs> a lot of times that can really affect someone's um self-worth and self-image and self-esteem because you know let's just be real i mean everything that people post on on social media is not always you know the the, the negative stuff going on they're going to post the stuff that they want you to see the positive Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, nobody is going to talk about when they're doing bad. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're so quick a lot of times to be posting stuff about, you know, you know, traveling and being what I, you know, bay and all this stuff like that. And then sometimes that can make the, make other people feel as though, you know, dang, I don't have that. It's something wrong with me. And that's not necessarily the case, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I know that you all have heard this many times before, but what's for you is for you and what's for them is for them. I mean, it's pretty much that's how it is. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to um, base what other people are doing and what you're not doing um, on things. So that's very important. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we can't look at like numbers 
Um, I don't I don't have Instagram, so I don't know I know absolutely nothing about Instagram. But yeah. like just on Facebook, you can't sit up here and base, for example, you post, you know, you post a post or uh a picture, and you know, you're constantly looking at you know how many people liked it or loved it or cared for it or so on and so forth. And so, <laughs> and so when you don't get, I guess, like the desired number in your head, once again, it can start to affect you if you do not know who you are because like you said you can be who you want to be on social media uh-huh. and like i said so while you're out here emulating people or being envious and jealous of people you have to check that because that may not necessarily be their real life that's that's what they put out for you to see but once again it could be a very different story behind uh-huh. behind closed doors exactly exactly that is so true and i mean it's very common it's it's very real but like you said, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be the reality of yes. that person. Yes. I had a quote that I wanted to share. Um, I subscribe to um, I don't know if you all ever heard about this YouTube channel, but it's called Redefine uh, TV. And it's um, it was created by a pastor and his wife, Pastor Gary and Tanisha Flowers. Um, so if you are looking for. Um, some good biblical relationship advice. I definitely highly, highly recommend that you check out their channel. But I was watching one of their episodes um, earlier last week and Pastor Tanisha Flowers made a comment that really stood out to me based around what we're talking about. And she stated, she said, when you don't know your value, you will let someone else set your price. Come on. She spoke then, with her at I like I if I'm like if I had a microphone, I would have dropped it right then and there because that basically sums up everything that we've been talking about, you know, on this evening. If we allow other people's opinions, other people's perceptions um, of us, even like I said, us getting into our own way, you're gonna constantly be chasing likes, you're gonna be constantly chasing for compliments and things. Of that nature when you could be content with whatever you have as of right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i i wanted to kind of go back to something um when we were talking about like different things that can impact you know someone's self-worth and about family because i know um and this is not to speak negatively on family but sometimes that could have a damaging effect a lot of times on self-esteem especially mm-hmm if it's a situation where you know you may feel pressured to um succeed like i know in a lot of different um cultures you know um career is something that's considered very important and if you don't have a particular type of career then you're kind of deemed a failure almost and that can have a a detrimental effect um on yourself and so you know it's just important for just like with the friendships and relationships that family, you know, being mindful of that and and, and uplifting each other and, and family and things like that. That's important, too. I agree. I agree. I wanted to kind of touch on some of the comments that we're getting. Um, I like the comment from Carrie. She mentioned um, self-worth sets rules that tells others how to treat you. It shows people what you see in yourself and what you expect from them. With self worth comes confidence, esteem, and personal growth. That's exactly right, Carrie. And then I like that too. And then Gwen, she posts, um, we post the best information. Think of the pictures you post. You post the best ones out of the group of pictures taken. The same is for the information we post. We post the best part of our lives. It gives a false view of our lives. We all have areas to improve. At least I know I do. You're not the only one, Gwen. I have areas to improve as well. So, yeah. Thank you all for those comments. And you can keep them coming throughout the whole discussion too. Um, so now that we've kind of talked about things that can impact self-esteem, let's talk about ways to develop healthy self-worth and self-esteem. So what are some things that we can do if we're not feeling really good about ourselves? What do we have? Um, I would say one thing is, 
and something that I'm learning, um, learn to accept compliments. I think a lot of us, um, especially those of us who are, you have a very caring, a very nurturing type of nature about yourself. You know, you're willing to help in whatever capacity that you can um, and things of that nature. But a lot of time when people give you compliments, whether it's based around a talent or, you know, your appearance or you just look nice today, you know, they're not trying to come at you sideways or trying to hit at you or anything. A lot of us have difficulty accepting compliments. And so as a result, that can, it goes back to what type of value you place on yourself. So learning when somebody tells you, you know, thank you, or, you know, great job, or, you know, that dress or that suit looks really nice on you. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, it, you don't have to, you know, feel awkward uh, in that space or feel like I don't necessarily deserve, you know, X, Y, and Z, because you do if they If they didn't mean it, then they wouldn't have said it. Um, so just learning to accept compliments as they come, you know, from from people. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no arrogance in there. There's no pride, you know, in it. Just living and basking in that particular moment is one way that you can develop um, a positive sense of self worth. Yeah, Redonia had a question. She asked, um, what is the difference between self-esteem and self-worth? Because she said her phone went out. Um, self-worth is more about basically your value, how you value yourself, um, your worth. Whereas self-esteem is more like the beliefs that you have about yourself. So it's like with self-worth, you value yourself, you're owning it. Self-esteem is more like the belief system that you have about yourself. Hopefully that answers your question. Okay, and um, I like that you brought up about the compliments. One thing I was going to bring up was about um, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. I know we've heard that a lot, and I find even for me that that's very helpful. Um, one of the things that whenever I hear about positive affirmations, one of the things that comes to my mind is um, that movie, The Help, <laughs> when um, oh, yeah. a little, little girl, yeah. um, I can't remember Viola Davis's character's name, um, but she would always say to the little girl, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Yes. And I thought that that was so powerful of her to do that to be able to really instill that level of um, self-worth and self-confidence into that little girl. Because if you've seen the movie, she didn't come from the best family environment. Like, you know, her parent, her mother's particularly would make fun of her, you know, weight and stuff. And, you know, they would talk about, I think, how she looked and everything like that. So I really love the fact that Viola did that. And I think it does start at an early age. Oh, yes. That's why I was saying that about the family unit, oh, yes. because a lot of times that starts with that, because the family often is your foundation for how you're going to feel about yourself moving forward. And as you uh, get older. Yes. I think another way too that you can develop uh, your self-worth is finding out where you're strong at. So figuring out your, your strengths or your competencies, and then from there, developing them. So for example, if you know, like I said it before with Wes, if you are a great graphic designer, don't just sit on it, you know, develop, see where it goes. Uh, and things that if you're great at hair, then do hair. Um, if you need to go back to school and get licensed for it and things of that nature, you know, create social media pages in order to get your following up and doing that, then do that. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with you pouring into and loving yourself because if you don't necessarily do it, then you can't sit up here and expect that somebody else is. So figuring out where your talents and your skills lie at and then from there, devising or creating a plan in order to bring those things into life and or motion. Yeah, that's very true. And um, in the comments I saw, and I was actually, this was a point that I was going to bring up about um, writing. That really helps. Journaling. Yeah, journaling. That, that is a very great tool 
especially if you're doing a gratitude journal. That yeah. is one of the things that I often have my clients do um, in my work um, in terms of just helping them to focus on the good things that they have going on in their life. Because a lot of times when we're feeling, um, you know, depressed or anxious or whatever, we're often focusing on the negative stuff, what's not going right or who did us wrong and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we fail to focus on the things that are naturally like going on in our life. You know, the fact that we woke up this morning or, you know, the fact that we are able to, um, you know, that we're able to walk and talk and, see and hear and stuff like that the, the things that a lot of times we often um take for granted for granted exactly that is something to be grateful for or if you you know um you know you still have your family you still got friends or whatever that's something to be grateful for there's always a silver lining somewhere oh, always yeah. oh yes and I, another um to go along with the journaling um, I was telling you when we were planning this episode, something that I began to do when I used to teach, I created a scrapbook. And so in that scrapbook, I have letters that my students have written to me over the years, screenshots of text messages or messages they've sent me through uh, messengers, all different types of photos and things of that nature. So when I'm having a bad day or I get in a spot, like that you can always pull out that to serve as a memento to kind of as a, a pick-me-upper in in a sense um and so like i said that's another way um that you can develop your self-worth as well like i said just keeping small mementos that people have given you over the years concerning yourself your you know the help that you provide or things like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also being assertive and knowing when to say no yes and and not being like people pleasers and stuff you know i mean if people are truly like for you and they're your friends and whatnot i mean if you tell them no it's not going to be the end of the world you feel me i mean people are going to be like okay yeah she you know she's not available right now but you know i hit her up later you know saying on another time when it's more convenient for her i mean because not only when you have difficulty saying no, not only does it affect your self-worth and self-esteem, but it also can bring a lot of this anxiety and depression, mental, you know, mental health conditions, because you feel like you always have to be on for everybody else. And that is not that's not fair to you, honestly, because I guarantee you the other person who's asking you to do this stuff. Are, are not necessarily thinking about you all the time. You know, they're going to be thinking about themselves and what, what their needs are and wanting to get their needs met. Yeah. And I, it goes back to what I said earlier. We, in turn, we teach people how to treat us. Yes. So if you are the person's constantly calling you about, hey, can you take on this particular task? And you never say no, but yet you know you got a million and one things to do on your plate and at the end of the day you cannot sit up here and get upset you cannot sit up here and get angry because you never vocalized you never advocated for your for yourself and stood firmer in your boundaries once again if they love you and they respect you they're going to be able to acknowledge it and be able to move on and if not then once again that lets you know you may need to re-examine that particular relationship Yeah. And I want to bring up a comment that Maggie said. She said, especially when you are the go to person, but you go to them. Yes. Yes. And, you know, there's something I know this is not really what we're talking about, (laughs) but I just want to just bring this up. Um, You know, I often hear a lot of times, you know, when there's like mental health, you know, they're concerned about people with mental health. They're like, you know, contact your strong friends and this and that and whatever. Like, I mean, that's fine and all. Yes, you know, we should contact, you know, people that, you know, perceive to be strong and all that stuff like that. I I propose we say check on all your friends. Yes. Because I don't necessarily feel like just because you are a strong friend, a strong person, that that means that you're the only one that needs to be checked on. You know, sometimes, like, you know, if it's not a strong person, like, they can be checked on, too. Like, let's check on everybody. Everybody. 
let's show love to everybody. Let's let's don't just pinpoint who gets the love and who get the contacts and all that stuff like that. That just I'm sorry, that's just a pet peeve of mine. I don't really always agree with that. I, I, I totally understand because I, I hear that a lot like I get where they coming from with that but I, I don't I don't necessarily feel like that's always necessary just contact everybody everybody contact everybody you say you're a strong friend just because they are strong in that moment once again we all we all go through ebbs and flows in life so once once again, you're on a phone or y'all meet in person, they may be strong in that particular in that yeah. particular time, that particular environment. But once yeah. again, just like you needed them for whatever you need them for, eventually they too are going to need somebody as well. But like you said, a lot of times we're not checking on those individuals because they're strong. They have it put together, you know, that type of thing. And so we got to make sure that we're checking on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that we haven't brought up yet, but is very important, forgiving yourself. Forgiveness, not only just for other people, but for you is so powerful because, um, you know, a lot of times and it was mentioned in the comments, too, about self-worth being, you know, how it's impacted could be by you know hurt based on past hurts and things like that and that's very true you know um a lot of times when we feel like we've done wrong whatever the case is whatever the mistake is that we've made you know it's often very hard for us to be able to forgive ourselves mm -hmm. but forgiveness is key because no one is created to be perfect we already know that there was only one perfect person and that was jesus christ you know what i mean one perfect being and so i mean we all will make mistakes at some point and multiple mistakes you know the key you do want to learn from the mistakes but you also want to be not so hard on yourself allow yourself to be able to know that you know i'm not perfect i will do some things wrong i will mess some stuff up but that's okay because i'm still a good person i still value myself i still am worthy of good things happening to me and i also want to bring this up too about um it was a song back in the day um i think a dj khaled singer or something like that all i do is win or something like that oh, yeah. Yeah, um yeah. i don't necessarily agree with that either <laughs> because um you know every time you're not gonna win there That's are gonna true. be some losses that is part of life and failures is going to be something that's going to occur like they always talk about failure is not an option yeah failure is an option sometimes because you know what failure gets us to where we want to be it gets us to be to the area a level of success that we're wanting so failure is important so when people say that failure is not an option no no failure is necessary a lot of times for growth I and development. I, I just had to say that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah failure is definitely something that's part of the process and if you fail it's okay forgive yourself and learn how I, mean, I can do better oh i'm sorry no go ahead okay you're right i would say like another way to develop a sense of self or a sense of worth if there is something about you that you want to change, then do it. But don't necessarily do it because you're out here trying to please the next person. You're trying to please a man. You're trying to please a woman. You're trying to, uh, you know, do something so that you could possibly end up earning a promotion and things of that nature. If you want to change do so on your own terms on your own terms, at your own will because once again if you're doing it trying to get accolades or trying to get toward, get somebody to look at you in a different manner it may not necessarily work out the way that you may want it to work out and it could leave you in a worse state than what you started out as so always think about when you want to do something, like, am I necessarily doing this for the right reason? I can give you an example. I remember when 
um, my car, I started having car trouble a couple of years ago. And I love my car. I had a 2003 Pontiac Grand Prix uh, called her Betsy. And God knows I did not want to let that car go. Um, for those of you all that know my father, my father has years and years of when it comes to, you know, auto mechanic and things of that nature. And so he sat down and he had a talk with me. We took it to several different mechanics to, you know, see if it was worth putting the money into getting it fixed. And it was not. Uh, but I would hold on to good old Betsy uh, regardless. Eventually, you know, we started going car shopping and things of that nature. And I remember the car that I wanted. We went to this particular car lot and time has, I'm not going to say which one. But they could not put me in the car that I came there to test drive. And so they kept putting me in other things. They were, you know, nice. They were okay. But it wasn't what, it was, what I wanted. And then eventually they put me in a Mercedes Benz. Now, I've never, I've never been in a Benz. <laughs> so, country girl. So, you know, getting a Benz, I think it was like a 2014. It only had like 40,000 miles on it. So it was, when I tell you awesome condition, I think they said an elderly couple owned it. Um, and for whatever reason, they end up trading it back. But they took really good care of this car. The paint job, excellent tire game, just everything on point. And... Honey, I got enough car. You can tell me nothing. Like I forgot about that car that I came there to see. I had made up in my mind that I wanted that Mercedes Benz. And I remember my father once we got back into the dealership, and you know, I'm contemplating about signing this paperwork. He looks at me and he's just like, "Baby, you gotta. I'm not sitting up here trying to talk you out of getting this car, but you gotta understand. You know, everybody can't." work on this car you know if something were to happen to this car and things of that nature everybody can't sit up here and fix whatever problems this car has to go to you know a certified mechanic in that particular area and so it started to make me think and then the last question that he asked me is baby make sure that you're getting it for all the right reasons uh, right and reasons. So as i started to think on it because like he told me you know you got a lifetime you know to, to, to get a car like this and, and things of that nature and build your money up in case something happens. But if you're getting it once again to impress people, to put it up here on social media, these lights, you're doing it for the wrong reason. And so in that moment, thank God, he allowed me to check myself. And as a result, I did not make the decision to purchase that car. Because although it was a good car, it was not me at that particular time oh, yes and so like i said we have to be willing to treat ourselves and be honest with ourselves in the space that we're in yeah and that's a part of knowing yourself too exactly because if you really didn't know who you were then you would have probably gotten that Probably gotten it, probably would have ran into all types of mechanical issues with the car that would have cost hundreds upon hundreds, thousands upon thousands of dollars. That at the time, like I said, even now, like I couldn't have been, I wasn't capable of handling all of that. I just wanted the car because it was a Mercedes Benz. And that was a state, you know, that's kind of like a I've arrived, you know, type of vehicle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you can still arrive with a Toyota Camry or a Camaro or whatnot. I mean, you know, that's that's all a part of not allowing, you know, to be caught up in material things, yeah. which is a whole nother time <laughs> oh, yes. that can occur. But yeah, that's those are very true, very good points. I'm glad that you um shared that, Keisha. But um, I wanted to share because you know we're kind of running out of time a little bit. But um, I wanted to share um, some books that I actually have read and they've really um, helped me in terms of figuring out, you know, who I am and not worrying about what other people think about me or perceive me and things like that. Um, you, these may be titles of books that you all have heard of. Uh, one of them is called um, Tired of Trying to Measure Up and it's by um, Jeff Van... Bondarin, I think that's how you pronounce his name, but it basically, you know, it's just talking about, you know, 
how we sometimes feel like we have to measure up to a particular standard or feel like we have to measure up to people to be liked. And it just really gives a good um, breakdown and illustration about how we don't have to do that, you know, about how we can just really, you know, own ourselves for who we are completely flaws and all and you know and things like that and that that book was really um powerful for me and the second book um it's called the subtle art of not giving a f <laughs> and it's by um mark manson i'm gonna keep it you know pg keep it clean um <laughs> and it's a really good book too obviously you know um just about you know just owning yourself and you know valuing yourself and just you know not worrying about minuscule stuff and just really like being okay with who you are and things are like that and if we even want to take it even biblical we can do that because in the word it talks about you know ways that you know we can um, love ourselves and things like that and a bible scripture that really resonates with me is psalm 139 14 and it's a very popular one it's the one that says i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well so that means that god created you for a purpose god god yes. made no mistake when he created yes. you you were brought in this world for a reason no matter how you got here whatever that really really means that because you were created by God, you are somebody, you are a force to be reckoned with in this world. So there is no need to compare yourself to anybody else or feel like you are, that you um you this and you that, and you're not measuring up to what everybody thinks you should be. God is what's most important. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then one more. <laughs> um, Genesis 1, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them, which basically means, again, just kind of reiterating the Psalm 139, uh, 14 verse about, you know, God created you, you know what I'm saying? He created you for a purpose and, you know, not saying that we are like God because no one is God. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But the fact that we were created by a divine power who is just all-knowing all-powerful and everything like that that means that you know he took time to make us so that means that we are special very special oh yeah i never need to lose oh, sight yeah. of that oh yes i have to say one of my favorite bible verses that i keep in mind is jeremiah 29 11. yes uh, for, for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope as well as a future. So although we may go through trials and tribulations in our lives and we get to points where we want to throw in the towel, we want to give up, um, you know, we're listening to this and this person says this about us or we're listening to that and that person is saying that about us or we're measuring ourselves against this unrealistic yardstick that we've set up in our own frame of mind. For those who profess and believe in God, like I said, we have to know, like you stated before, that we were put here for a reason. There is a purpose on this earth that he needs you to fulfill when it comes to his kingdom. And if you take the time out, if you keep on keeping on, you will eventually find out what it is that he needs for you to do in the earth and how he wants you to go about it. Mm -hmm. Very true. Well, I think we're coming up on the end of this very impactful episode remember you all can always you know post comments you know later if you want to put stuff on the page you know if you want to send us an email you know that's fine too our email address is insightfulconversations37 at gmail.com we we do read and check our email <laughs> so um feel free to reach out um to us there and um do you have anything you want to add Keisha. Just want to sum it up that at the end of the day, your self-worth is just that. It's what you believe about yourself. And so 
do what you need to do. Do what you want to do in order to feel good about you. Don't let anybody sit up here and speak negativity um, into your life, into what you got going on at the end of the day. You know why you were created and, and, and why you're here. And like I said, for some of us, we find that out a, a, a little quicker than others. And some of us get sometimes, and that's okay. But your worth is entirely whatever you dictate it to be. So walk in it, own it, believe it, breathe it, live it. And for those who love you and support you, once again, they will be there. And for those that don't, it's okay. It's okay. Once again, I can cheer for you from the sidelines, or it may be a situation, hey, where I need to leave you be. But when you love yourself and you know yourself and you know who you was created by and what it was that you were created for, you won't just allow all type of energy into your life. Yes, yes. And y'all, let's just love each other. I mean, for real, like, you know, let's just take time and really like love one another because we really need it right now. Like with everything that's going on in the world, like love is so important. So um, that's the greatest commandment in the Bible. It is. It is. We were really trying yeah. to be biblical today, but um, you know, sometimes God just have his way in the conversation, you know, and we and we for that. Yeah. We allow God to have his way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um that's all we have for um tonight. We'll be back again in two weeks for our next episode. And as always, if you love the content that you're hearing, please share, like subscribe um get the word out so we can continue to um put out content that y'all really want to hear and that y'all really like okay all right anything any other final thoughts Keisha? ah that is it for me all right well you all have a good night a great week and we'll talk to y'all in two weeks bye y'all take care